Welcome to The Verb with Heather Hallman, where each week she explores a different life-changing verb in the Bible to connect you with Jesus and a new way to live each day. With your host, Dr. Heather Hallman. Welcome back to The Verb. I'm your host, Heather Holloman, and I am so excited to be with you once again for 10 minutes of encouragement. And today we're talking about this part of our chosen identity and that we're chosen to complete good works. Now, I thought this would really encourage you today because so many of us, you know, we don't know what we're doing. We know that scripture says in John 15, you know, God says, I chose you and appointed you that you would bear fruit, fruit that would last. You know, I talk to a lot of students who say, you know, I just don't know where is this fruit of my life? You know, what am I doing? What are the good works God's prepared for me? It's true that at the end of Ephesians 2, that that section, Ephesians 2.10, it says, we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. Now, what's really exciting about that is there's a sense of you don't need to stress out about this. Let me repeat this. I don't want people to stress out about this. Here's why. As I search the scriptures, I get really excited for David's cry in Psalm 57. He says, I cry out to God who fulfills his purpose for me. Now, why do I love that? God is at work to fulfill his purpose for you. He's not trying to hide it. He's not trying to make you live in confusion. He has a purpose for you that he wants to fulfill. Now, I wanted to encourage you too with Psalm 25 today, because sometimes in my life, I just don't know what I'm doing. Like I think about career plans. I think about, you know, this or that. And I'm like, God, is this the fruit you've you've chosen for my life? What are these good works you've set apart for me? And Psalm 25 is a beautiful Psalm that could encourage you today because it says this, and you can pray this with me as you're listening. Make me to know your ways, O Lord. Teach me your paths. Lead me in your truth and teach me, for you are the God of my salvation. For you, I wait all the day long. Good and upright is the Lord. Therefore, he instructs sinners in the way. He leads the humble in what is right and teaches the humble his way. Who is the man who fears the Lord? He will instruct in the way that he should choose. Or it says, him will he instruct in the way that he should choose. His soul shall abide in well-being, and his offspring shall inherit the land. Do you not love that? I just walk around some days and I'm like, okay, God will instruct me in the way chosen for me, and my soul will abide in well-being. It's just such a beautiful, beautiful passage to cling to. Now, a lot of times I meet with women, I meet with students, and they're like, you know, nothing's happening. I'm just, you know, abiding in Christ, but, you know, my character's growing, so maybe, you know, that's fruit. That's the fruit of the Spirit, meaning God's put them in circumstances where they're allowed to exercise, you know, love, joy, peace patience, kindness, you know, all of the fruit of the Spirit. That's actually a really legitimate way to think about fruit. Um, You could ask yourself, you know, how is God using this situation to shape my character? Um, That's really important. But the second thing is, I there were years in my life, mostly when I was at the University of Michigan and then raising really small children. 
It was about a five-year period where I believed I was just in a season of preparation, meaning I didn't feel like my life was very productive. I didn't feel like I was walking in these paths of ministry or or all these things. I just felt kind of like, you know, I was changing diapers. Was that enough? Now, what's really sad about that is, you know, my mindset was always, you need to do more. You need to accomplish more. You need to do this. You need to do this. No, no, no. Our job is to abide in Christ, and our lives are inevitably going to bear the fruit that He's ordained for our lives. Those five years, the fruit that He ordained for my life was raising those little girls, you know, from babies to toddlers. And I was also in what I call now a season of preparation, meaning God had to really use those years to prepare my heart. I spent a lot of time reading God's Word. I spent a lot of time in prayer. I spent a lot of time reading Christian books. Because it was like this little cocoon I was in. You know, think of the cold um, Michigan winter. I was just sort of taking a season of preparation for what was next. And wouldn't you know, after that season, that five-year season of preparation, my life began to suddenly become very fruitful. I um, began to work at Penn State, my ministry life. It seemed like there were lots of people that I would be able to talk to about Jesus, and they would respond. They would pray to receive Christ. I started writing books. I started speaking. That was my season of fruitfulness. It felt very fruitful, exceedingly fruitful. And then guess what? I went back into a few years where I was just like, you know what? My roots are growing deep. This is my new season. I'm back in a season of preparation. And I thought that would encourage people today who are like, you know, I just, I'm not sure what God's doing. I don't know, you know, what the fruit is for my life. And I'm just really unsure. Let me remind you of just one other thing. Because I always like to look at our circumstances and think of, you know, what what kind of questions can I ask um, that lead to fruitful living? Now, if you remember 2 Corinthians 5, we know what the fruit, we know what the kind of the goal of our lives on earth, some of the fruit God wants us to bear, because it says that God, Paul says that God has given us a ministry, and it's the ministry of reconciliation, meaning we're ambassadors to lead people to Jesus. Now, that is really exciting because you already know God's plan for your life. It's that He's positioning you to be with unbelievers, and that is one of the most important parts of the good work you will bear. Um, So one of the questions you can ask yourself in any situation is not only, you know, based on Galatians 5, how is God using this situation to shape my character to build good fruit here as I depend on the Holy Spirit? But what about these two questions? Who can I bless today with acts of service? Who can I bless? And then who in my life needs to know him? That is how you're going to begin to think of a life of just fruitfulness. Now, I like to tell the story of I was at this big Italian dinner, and um, I was speaking at an event in New Jersey, and the pastor you know, was this amazing Italian man. His wife was this beautiful Italian woman. Imagine a really loud table, you know, the classic Italian. Everyone's talking. There are the sons and the daughter and the grandparents, and it's just this big, wonderful table. But then sitting next to me is this little girl, and she's starting to get tears in her eyes because every time she tries to say something, her older brothers overpower her, and she cannot get a word in. You know, imagine, I think she must have been like six years old, and every time she tries to speak, nobody's paying attention. She's not able to get anything across. So I see her get it from the table, and she walks over 
to the other side where I'm sitting and she grabs onto her father's arm. So imagine the great arm of this Italian father. He leans down to her, and since I'm so close, I can hear what she says, and she says this, Daddy, I cannot find my place here. I cannot find my place. And what she meant was, I can't find my space. There's no space for me to to get in. So she was like, there's no space. I can't find my place. There's no space. Um, And then what happened was, and and it brought tears to my eyes, the big Italian father raises his hand and the table goes silent. He silences everyone and he says, this one has something she would like to say. And everyone's quiet. So this girl, this little girl is able to have her space. And that father silenced everyone and pushed her forward so she would have her space. That is what the father is in our lives. He's creating space. He knows you're looking for your place. As you grab onto him, he raises his hand and he's the one who pushes you forward and says, this one has something to say. I want you to think of yourself as that little girl or that little boy, if you're listening, who just is trying to find their place and God is at the head of the table ready to help you find your place. So that is what I want you to think about today, that you're chosen to complete the good works God's prepared for you. I can't wait for our last week looking at chosen. Next week, we're going to talk about what it means to be chosen and consecrated like royal priests. I can't wait to be with you next. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening to The Verb with Heather Holloman. If you'd like to stay connected, you can find me on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And remember, new episodes every Friday. This episode was brought to you by my friends at Moody Publishers. I have loved publishing my books with Moody because they donate every dollar of profit to the Moody Bible Institute. So when you purchase my book, you help train the next generation of Christian leaders. Learn more about my books with Moody Publishers at heatherholloman.com.